the Trivium Dad Podcast. My name is Nick, and welcome. Dearest listeners, I'm here to ask for your support, not your financial support. It would be great if you could donate. It would help support the Trivium Dad podcast and Upward Enrichment Service. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then leave a review because it will help other people find the show. And two, tell a friend about the show. Or better yet, tell a whole bunch of friends. Thank you. This program may contain strong languages and topics that might not be suitable for all listeners. So today's episode will focus on parenting and emotional intelligence. On checking my emails, I'm getting a lot of good feedback about this podcast. It seems like people are liking the topics that I'm talking about. It's great to know that somebody's actually listening to this podcast, so... You know, I'm going to keep it up and I'm going to continue to talk about topics relating to parents. For me, noise is my mortal enemy, my main nemesis. No matter where I turn, I'm hearing the pitter patters of footsteps going up and down the stairs, the background noise of the TV, or a door slamming, or maybe it's a microwave uh, door, or a refrigerator being slammed shut. Children arguing in the background, or it could be the phone is ringing, or the phone ringing and the notification sounds of multiple cell phones that is causing me anxiety. My children are not gentle or understand that noise, constant noise is slowly killing me. I feel that after 15 years or so, when my sons would take all the pots out from under the sink and they would just take a spatula and bang on it incessantly. You know, as you try to make the journey to work and you're dropping off the kids from school, you're dealing with a lot of impatient drivers blowing their horns as you try to get to work. And you guessed it, when you're at work, if I work in an office, so the phones are constantly ringing. And then you got coworkers that just, you know, walk right into your office You don't expect them. You see them in the peripheral vision, but when they come in, it kind of shakes you up because you're so focused on if you're responding to an email or working on a spreadsheet, it's just the unexpectedness sometimes just shakes you up. Then you come home and guess what? It's more noise. And you're asking your kids, uh, did you do your homework? And they're arguing back with you. And then you're telling them you need to read before you go to bed. For me, the amplification of noise becomes magnified ever since I had kids. I realized from reading books that you need to be aware of your emotional intelligence. Or you will take it out on everybody around you, your anger and frustration. If you're not careful, you could lose it and cause you to... The extreme could be losing your job or your children starts to hate you. It could lead to marital issues. 
So recognizing emotional intelligence is something that everyone needs to be aware of. And I wasn't aware of it at first. I want to play a clip from Daniel Goldman, who is the author of the book Emotional Intelligence, a book written in 1995. And it was on the New York Times bestseller list. Listen to this clip. Emotional intelligence refers to um, how well we handle ourselves and our relationships, the four domains, uh, self-awareness, knowing what we're feeling, why we're feeling it, which is a basis of, for example, good intuition, good decision-making. Uh, also, it's a moral compass. Uh, second part is um, self-management, which means handling your distressing emotions in an effective way so that they don't cripple you, they don't get in the way of what you're doing, and yet attuning them to them when you need to so that you learn what you must. Every emotion has a function. Also, marshalling positive emotions, getting ourselves uh, you know, uh, involved, enthused about what we're doing, uh, aligning our actions with our passions. The third is empathy, knowing what someone else is feeling. And the fourth is putting that all together in skilled relationships. So that's what I mean by emotional intelligence. There are many definitions out there. The part of the brain, it turns out, that uh, supports emotional and social intelligence is actually the last circuitry of the brain to become anatomically mature. And because of neuroplasticity, uh, the brain shapes itself according to repeated experiences. So my argument is, hey, we should be teaching kids regularly over time, in a systematic way, self-awareness, self-management, empathy, and social skill. And in fact, uh, there are now enough programs, and they've been around enough in schools, that um, they're about to publish a huge meta-analysis, looking at hundreds of schools and kids that had the program versus those that don't. And guess what? All antisocial behavior, you know, disruption in class, violence in school, goes down 10%. Pro-social behavior... Liking school, well-behaved, up 10%. Academic achievement scores, up 11%. So it really pays. It, it, executive function, which is um, mediated by the prefrontal lobe, uh, both helps you manage your emotions and it helps you pay attention. So as kids learn these skills, they also learn learning, basic learning. It is important to recognize the four domains. And I just want to reiterate with... What Daniel Coleman uh, said in the clip, especially the most important one, I find it to be the most important one is self-awareness. And it's the ability to identify and understand your own emotions, impact it has on others. This is where you tend to realize that you need to self-reflect. You need to identify what is your daily stressors. If it's, you know, you turn it on the TV, your kids are watching shows and you're trying to, you know, do your job. You got to understand that there are a lot of things that are not in your control. Instead of acting irrationally, acting in a way that uh, displays anger and frustrations, is to, you know, understand what is uh, bothering you and what kind of emotions it's invoking to Go into self-regulation, understand that you need to sometimes take a step back or to get out of that situation and just to take a deep breath, just to keep calm, think before you speak out because it's very easy to take your 
uh, negative experiences. And, you know, just if you internalize it, you could just literally explode. It could have devastating effects on your life. So to recognize that you don't want to be impulsive, that you want to really display that you, you, nobody could bother you. So it's just awareness. And you want to know that, you know, other people are feeling the same way. You can't really tell what's happening in someone's life. You got to understand sometimes when they're angry, when they're frustrated, you got to show empathy and you got to show that, you know, it's not anything personal. If they're taking out their frustrations on you, they probably have a low EI. They need to, you need to realize that, uh, keeping calm, keeping relaxed, and maybe understand that displaying kindness and understanding uh, could probably help that person. And I think emotional intelligence is something that, you know, you could develop. It's not something that's innate. It's not something that you're either born with or you're not. It's something that you could, you know, develop over time. It's something I've been working on a lot because it's very easy, uh, especially when you're a parent, to, you know, just be frustrated. You know, you may, you're always trying to balance uh, financials, always trying to balance your daily life uh, when it comes to bills and, you know, thinking about uh, what do I need to do at my job today? Uh, when do I got to make sure my children uh, attend if it's, you know, taking them to school or their activities? You know, it's always balancing, uh, you know, whatever, whatever is in front of you. And sometimes not being able to plan and prepare and you just got to go and do whatever is being asked of you. It could be. It could be daunting. It could be frustrating. You just re- got to know to just take your time. Sometimes if you feel rushed, you just got to actually slow down. Once we start to master our emotional intelligence, once we first understand what it means, how could we make sure we're hitting the four domains, then we can start to fuse it in our parental approach. What that does is that it influences your parenting style. And there is four types of parenting styles. The first one, authoritative parenting, which uses the environmental approach uh, in which you, you know, stress the appropriate demands and maintain control of children through applying the right discipline. Yet you're kind of balancing it with being affectionate you know, you're talking and you're communicating clearly what your expectations are. The second one is authoritarian parenting in which you're highly demanding. You're rolling with an iron fist. You're, you're exercising a, you know, strong controls and you're not showing any affections. You don't tell your kids you love them and you're not really communicating often. You're, you're just saying, I expect you to do well in school. I want you to make sure that you take the 
S-H-S-A-T, that you are doing strong, going to college and getting into the right type, that you're going to go and attend a highly selective college. So these are the types of parents that are helicopter parents that are, you know, in a way they're, they're putting so much stress on their children and it could, you know, it could sometimes is good, but it could also lead to negative consequences. And then you got the complete opposite permissive parents who really don't, you know, ask for much for their children. They don't, you know, monitor them. They don't, you know, try to uh, display controls. You know, they are, they are affectionate. They do listen, but Again, there's pretty much a lot of leeway for children to do whatever they want. And the last one are people that are just neglectful in which they don't care about their children. You know, they're the, probably the ones that they had children. They realize, you know, I can't manage this. They just detach. They're, they're trying to just, you know, I guess enjoy their lives and they they pretty much abandon their children. The best parental style is the one in which you are responsive, the ones that you're warm and nurturing and supporting the children. But then you're you're finding the right balance in which you're showing them that you're not a pushover. So you're making sure you have the right uh, discipline, you know, monitoring. You're not constantly monitoring, but you're you're paying attention and you're providing uh, the best supervision. You kind of know also that you can't be too uh, oppressive, that you're giving your children the autonomy to make decisions and you're you're showing that you trust them. That type of parenting style, if you could find the right balance, you know, it shows that your children are going to have a better shot, you know, development when it comes to uh, their brain, when it comes to uh, their social emotional well-being. You know, your children will probably tend to be more happier. Uh, they're going to do well in school. If they play sports, they're going to do well. They're just going to, uh, you're shaping their character in which they're going to have the confidence uh, any in any situation. So again, everything in life is just balance. And we have to figure out, you know, First, like what is bothering us? And we have to self-reflect and control our emotions. And if we can serve as role models, then our children are going to fall right in line. We can show them that no matter uh, how much pressure they're facing, there's a right way to handle it. I think for me personally, you know, as I, I've been a parent for 15 years, you know, at first, you know, when you're when you're young, I was 24. You just, you know, you're trying to figure out old aspects of life. You know, when you start to realize that it is at times very overwhelming, you you need to understand that there are ways to deal with the stress, right ways to deal with the stress. You got to I would me, I started one changing my diet. I know my metabolism wasn't as fast as it was in my twenties. I started putting on weight because when you're working, you're, you know, you're just trying to find fast food. 
not really stressing nutrition. You're just eating empty calories. And I realized I needed to change that. I went to the doctor, told me I had high cholesterol. My BMI was uh, 28, which is overweight. Blood pressure wasn't, wasn't where it needed to be. I think I was deficient in vitamin D. I was, I was out of shape. And I decided, you know, I needed to change. I needed to eat more nutritious meals, more vegetables. Currently this year, you know, I get a lot of uh, flack for it, but I don't eat any meat right now. Uh, I guess I'm a vegetarian, but I've been loving it. I feel stronger. I actually put on a little weight, but I feel like it's more muscle than anything. I feel lighter. I feel I feel like I could wake up in the morning and think clearly. I don't have to shake the fog or I don't have to warm up. I feel like I could just go immediately. I get up six in the morning and I go jog around my neighborhood. I do about a mile and a half every day for five days a week. I've been incorporating a weight training program. So I have dumbbells and I have a bench. So I'm always incorporating a combination of cardio and weight training. Sleeping better. I'm making sure that my sleep is consistent. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing all nighters. Uh, I'm not sleeping whenever I, at all hours. I make sure I go to sleep if it's 11 p.m. and I make sure I wake up at 6 a.m. So it's a consistent sleep schedule. To manage my frustrations, I have hobbies. One of them is this podcast. So I'm able to you know, prepare for the podcast by doing my research, uh, by applying a lot of reading, by uh, depending on the topic. So today was emotional intelligence. So I made sure I had uh, the book from Daniel Goldman so I could be as prepared as possible for this podcast. And it's finding the right hobbies. Like, you know, if you like us, I know somebody during this pandemic and I know people that, you know, they were picking up DJ equipment. Uh, they're buying all of these expensive helicopters that they fly in the park or the remote control cars. Or, you know, some people just want to learn how to use their hands. So they're buying tools and they're building little projects. So you got to find a hobby that takes your mind away from the day, the monotonous, the repetitious stuff. Something to just change your mindset. And you got to enjoy life. So whatever that is, if that's going out, that's going out dancing or eating, going to check out a movie, or just inviting people over to your house and you have a dinner party, or you just party all night, it's, you, need, you need that change. So if you could develop the right patterns, then you're, you're going to live a better quality of life. And it's going to help uh, eliminate the things that are stressing you out for a brief period of time. And it's going to help make you have a high emotional intelligence. A lot of people, they turn to the, you know, drinking, excessive drinking, because they think that's going to help them. If you drink in moderation, that's fine. But there's people that... Uh, they're drinking every day because they think that you could drink your problems away. It doesn't work like that. It causes health problems. 
it causes you to actually, you know, have more of stress when it comes to not feeling well, when it comes to not handling pressure. You're, you know, you're just blowing up on people. You got people that smoke. You got people that, you know, think that they should live a life, you know, dating people, dating the wrong people. If you're not married or thinking that you need another person so they're having affairs, doing all that kind of stuff, you know, it's not going to make your life easier. Trust me. So you got to find the right habits if you can develop the right way how to handle high stress situations. What is the best plan for you when it comes to reflection, when it comes to meditation, when it comes to understanding who you are as a person? And if you can incorporate that into your parenting style, then your children have a great shot. I strongly, I'm an advocate, I say this in every podcast, that children need role models and mentors. The best way to get that is to put them in some kind of program. Sometimes they need a different voice. They need somebody else to tell them what you probably tell them, but they need somebody else to listen to. A different a different individual would. So finding the right balance of, you know, being nurturing, making sure that you you know, set expectations and you, you know, you're, you have a way to uh, make sure that there are ways to properly discipline uh, is probably the better way to go. Because if you don't, you don't want to be dysfunctional. You don't want to have a dysfunctional household comes to social economics when it comes to if you're rich or poor, I think that all factors in because the more stress you have to deal with, uh, it all it all interconnects. So, you know, you don't have to be rich to incorporate emotional intelligence. You just got to be aware of it. So to sum up uh, everything that I talked about when it comes to parenting and emotional intelligence, it's realizing that there's a lot of noise in your life. Uh, whatever you equate that noise to be, uh, it's it's always around you. You have to recognize it, incorporate uh, the four domains of emotional intelligence, if that's self-awareness, self-regulation, social awareness, and incorporating social skills. And once you start to do that, it's then putting it into your parental approach in which you want to try to have the right way of dealing with your children, uh, making sure that, and I know I'm reiterating this, but you want to be loving, you want to be nurturing, and you want to support them. And at the same time, you want to be demanding. And if you could do that, if you could show the social and emotional competencies of, what it takes to be effective at parenting, displaying that consistently, then you're you're giving your child the best chance to succeed. Follow us on social media, U E S N Y S. 
Check out the website, uesnys.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you for listening. Thank you.